I thought about whipping out a Selena song. You should have. I should have. I will next time. I realized that I have now set a precedent that I have to like hold up. So I have to change it. In other words, in other words, you'd be going to the black card every, every, every time they have the. I live like half a mile from it. So yeah. (laughs) No, I, I literally, I literally could bike there from my house. Well, I got a bike from my house. Give me a break. I know, but I finally have a bike to use. The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome and bienvenidos to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. Joining us today, of course, is the lovely Sheila, Eric, and a special guest, Elisa Vicuña. And of course, I am your co-host, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. Making her triumphant return, Elisa. You know, it has been. I I think for, you know, our our listenership has probably tripled since we've become a podcast. There's not a lot of old schoolers, but the old schoolers would remember you from back in the day when we went to the studio at KRSM and we're on the radio box machine. All my spicy takes. That's right. (laughs) Spicy takes. It's so nice to hear your voice and have you back. Thank you. Well, let's jump in because this this will be we'll, we'll take a lot of time on this one just because it's been uh, it, it it is it's still kind of breaking news. I think by the time this comes out, the uh, the ripple effect will still be carrying because Colme Bowl is just Colme Bowling all over the place. And it is a Colme Bolasso with the uh, Copa America. It, I feel Rodrigo and I were, were talking about this before we started recording. Every hour to two hours, it seems like it seems like there's a new angle. It seems like there's something new that's changing. And the Copa America, in theory, is supposed to start in three weeks. Three weeks. Um, we we kind of hinted at this in the last episode with the uh, the current uprising happening in Colombia and in the Libertadores matches between it was Juniors FC and Atlético Nacional, right, Rodrigo? I'm pretty sure it was those two. Wasn't River two in one of those games? There yeah, were two yeah, games. Ri- yeah. Yeah, those are the two Colombian ho- <clears throat> excuse me, Colombian hosts. The river was playing, you're right. Um, where the the tear gas was basically wafting into the stadiums and they they had to stop their matches because obviously it's it's kind of hard to play with tear gas. Um, and we were just saying, how how is this possibly gonna happen? This can't happen, it shouldn't happen, not not even to mention the pandemic. Well, two days ago on the 20th. It was announced, well, the rumor came out that, okay, Comet Bowl is having this emergency meeting and something big is going to happen. What's going to happen? And then, then it started to kind of come out that they were going to pull it from Colombia, remembering that it was going to be a co-hosted event between Argentina and Colombia. And that turned out to be true. On I think we learned late Thursday, early, and maybe the next day, Friday, they pulled it from Colombia. So no more hosting in Colombia. Um they say uh, th- there was a bit of a battle. It seems like a bit of a bureaucratic battle where they were trying to push it to November. Is that right? And there's, there's so many little details in here. Uh, Ed Colby well, are like, they've been no, delaying uh, it. They've yep. been delaying it 
So, so I think do you remember? Was it last year? Maybe a year before when we had the uh, Argentinian uh, Copa Libertadores final, and then all of a sudden, like the violence broke out. Yeah, and that I think was, it was, that was Fox- two years ago. Yeah, we got to take in pandemic year. Yeah, two Fox years ago. Sport. That Fox Sports had it uh, live, and then all the Comable folks just happened to be at the stadium. So, like, they were following all the Comable folks into the meeting rooms, like, trying to get some sort of answer. I, I wish we would have had some of that for this, because this would have been glorious to see all the Comable just get together to talk about the fact that they are uh, re- re- that they took away the, the Copa America, and not within, I think, within 24 hours. Like Argentina went into lockdown. That's right. Well, the same day. It was that Thursday um, where, yeah, exactly. Argentina went in, went down into a full lockdown because their COVID cases are exploding. Uh, hospitals are at capacity. Um, and and they, amazingly, they suspended the, uh, the Primera División, the Argentine Super League. So they're not even playing football. In Argentina, the, the Libertadores teams are playing and the Sudamericana teams are playing. But the domestic league has, as, as, as of now, has stopped because of the pandemic. How, and what's so, going on with the pandemic right now there? I mean, it's just as bad as, and maybe not as bad as Brazil, but it's bad. They, mm-hmm. they have more vaccines. I know that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but, but you know, it, it's the same story. The hospitals are at capacity and they're running out of oxygen and all, you know, Heard it all before. Same story, different nation, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're supposed to be the lone hosts at this point. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. supposed to be just in Argentina. Um, and then today, this is coming from uh, our friend, especially Rodrigo's friend, Diego Montablan, good reporter, uh, Peruvian guy. Apparently, Venezuela is now trying to push <laughs> to be the co-host. <laughs> like that just dropped this morning. Uh, it seems like a very, very uh, Juan, Guado, Juan Guaido-esque thing for to like step in, but that's just me speculating. Um, yeah. Well, to, to answer Sheila's question, um, it has been recorded more than 35,000 new cases per day in Argentina this past wow. week. Yeah. So that's bad. why they're going on lockdown. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and then with the Venezuela, apparently... Um, I guess we call it like a uh, what do you call it? like a petition or a a um, an ask to host. Uh, he also says that Comebol has basically said that Argentina will not be the sole host, so they are still looking for a co-host for this event. And again, the entire continent is is suffering from uh, from the pandemic from COVID. There is no country that should be doing any of this right now that mm-hmm. this tournament should not be happening um but it's clonable and they want that money it's it's ridiculous and by the time we finish recording this it's going to change but i'm going to be quiet and i'm going to throw it to all of you just to get your opinions and are you enjoying the telenovela because it is full telenovela i mean here's the thing that's really interesting is the fact that um that again like how much money are they going to make to if like every country's in lockdown and no one can go to the stadium? <laughs> you know, that's making the right. assumption that people are following lockdown rules. Yeah. Well that too, but you know, they are not allowing people in stadiums. I, I know that but in Argentina, they're not in Peru. They're not, they suspended other places. I'm assuming now in Colombia, yeah. they will soon do the same thing. 
But that's the thing is like TV has the upper hand here. Like they can be like, hey, there's no need for us to try to do anything else. Right. We'll just give you what you want. and You you can take it or you don't. Right. And so you'll take whatever they can. So the money aspect of it, like I get, but like there is no other place that I can't think of another. My solution, as I've stated before, and I've stated it on Twitter, is give Bolivia the Copa America, the host of the Copa America. Last time Bolivia hosted the Copa America was in 1963. In that year, Elisa's Chile, in, and I believe is it Argentina or Uruguay, they, uh, they withdrew and it became a round-robin game. And that is exactly the last time ever <laughs> that... Bolivia, 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 Bolivia won a Copa America. You, you want Copa America, Bolivia, featuring Bolivia and nobody else. It's like give literally. Them I mean, I'm just just look at all the people who like Venezuela's never won a Copa America. You know, like, I mean, let's just rotate. You know, like, and I just don't. I Venezuela is probably like no one knows what's going on in Venezuela. Like, like I asked my friends who are Venezuelans, like, what's going on in Venezuela? They have no idea. They have no idea. Because everything's I, I so was, restricted, news and everything doesn't get out. Like if COVID cases numbers get out, you don't know if those are correct or it is. So it's like no one knows what's going on in Venezuela. So you're willing to throw in, uh, you go into a place where no one knows anything. Yeah, I don't think Venezuela is going to get it. The big thing that people have been asking about is, shall it come to the United States of America? And that's a conversation that people can and may have, and it might not be. It might be a solution, but I just can't see Comebol reaching out to CONCACAF to host. Copa a America at the Nelly, Minneapolis City. Again. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, they uh, always host it when it was the the bicentennial. Yes. Every it. every hundred years, yeah. But you got to think yeah, about this every too. hundred years the U.S. can host. Every hundred years. <laughs> if this were going to even be even going to be a possibility in terms of planning and and COVID. Uh, what do you call it? COVID quarantine for like a week or two or whatever it is. They would basically have to be traveling now. Yeah. Um, I was joking. But I mean, with, uh, um, our players are probably all vaccinated. Yeah. Well, how many? The ones not that a, want to be. That's right. <laughs> I'd be curious many, to know because, I mean, they. I wonder if has there has anyone seen of like whether they're requiring it. Not sure. I don't think that there's enough like prevalency of the vaccines in Latin America from what I've heard for them to even, even for like the rich people, I don't think that they have enough to really. Yeah. And then the other thing that let's just call this out. I don't know what's happening in other countries. I know a little bit about what's happening in Brazil. I literally just talked to somebody about it yesterday, but like in Chile, they have this huge vaccination rate, but they're using the China vaccine, which only has like a 50% efficacy So they are just having, like, even with this huge amount of the population vaccinated, they're still having hospitals max out and tons of locked, like, they they just came out of lockdown on May 1st, like a severe lockdown. And they only, they only lifted the lockdown restrictions in the, like, neighborhood. So, like, look at the Twin Cities, it'd be like, they opened up, like, East Calhoun, and they opened up Edina literally only the neighborhoods where there were large shopping centers in like anticipation of mother's day. And I, and I kid you not, I kid you not that the, like they opened up four communities out of like 25 
in Santiago itself. And like, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, that's, <sighs> that's similar to, I mean, we've, we've talked about Same it. Same in Brazil. It is. It's, it's a nightmare. And it's, it's, it's AstraZeneca, which has been terribly distributed and it's the, the, the Sinovac, the Chinese one as well. Yep. And, yep. and, and the government mismanagement with the Bozo regime and everybody, like they had plenty of opportunities to get Pfizer and Moderna and they just blew it and they just purposely destroyed those deals so that they didn't even I was going to say that they have Pfizer now. Now they do, I but was, recently, yeah. this is like within the past yeah. couple weeks. Couple weeks. I was going to say my coworker and I were just talking, and it sounds like they're also going to get the Russian vaccine. Finally, well. that, that's been a big battle too, just politically, Jeez. basically. Well, it, doesn't it like not really work very well? It's better I, than I the fifty percent. The Chinese, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so mean, anyway. there's a there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I play, and I think one of the things that's also like it's uh it, it brings you into like the world that we live in, and the reality is like the accessibility to all these things, like you know, like mm-hmm. um, aspects of it from from countries that are not in the United States. That is not the United States, for example. It's just it's just huge, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Here things might be getting better in this state, things might be getting better, but like if you look at worldwide, it's like things it's are not. like India, India is in a horrible state, and uh, uh, and India also has a lot of the factories that create some of these vaccines. So then, like, they yeah. can't demand, right now, though, they just can't, they can't. So it's like, it, it's like that's only going to affect worldwide. And everything and, like, that they're making is staying within country right now. I think India is doing better, but yeah, it takes a while to get back on track with that. Well, I was going to say like workforces in general have been impacted too. Like we're seeing like a 50% reduction in capacity coming out of India because people just don't, people are getting sick. So many people are sick and they're out for such extended periods of time that, you know, we have a huge center in India and I think like 50% of our employees are, are out at a, we know how tied this is to class, like the way that people are able to manage the vaccine and have access to things. And the people that work for us are going to be higher class people in India. So 50% of our workforce is out. Imagine what that's doing to the rest of the population. And it's just, it's, it's horrible. And it's just like Rodrigo is saying, like, it's getting better here, but you know, access in Mexico, access in Chile, access in Brazil, it's, it's still very limited. And I'm sure that it's only worse in the rest of Latin America. Right. And like, and, and I've mentioned this before, and I've mentioned it to folks is like, you know, mom, when my mom was able to fly out of, out of Peru, and she did it, mm-hmm. just because she hadn't seen it, seen it for us for like almost two years. She came without any knowledge that, you know, that a vaccine would be ready within a month and a half after she arrived in December and now she's fully vaccinated. Right. And she's taking advantage of all the things she can do here. Like for example, like doctor's appointments, that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing I've had to do ever since she's been fully vaccinated, which is, you know, she got it in. Yeah. Her last, so it's been like two months. She's like, I've been going to so many doctor's appointments, whether it's just driving her. <laughs> just because she's like, I can't get to see a doctor over there unless you have COVID. That's the only way people will see you. So like people have not seen. So you think all the regular doctor visits that you would spread around a year, right? You have to go to the dentist sometime soon, but like, we've been going through them like within the past, you know, 
month and it's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to take advantage of it because I don't know when the next time I'm going to be over there. And every time she talks to someone over there, you know, she has a deadline that she wants to try to fly back to Peru. And every time the deadline gets extended out. And so, like, I think she's going to pay more in cancellation fees flight changes flight changes then then she will be an actually their their ticket but it's like one of those things are not getting things are not great and and things won't be great and that's what makes this whole conversation like the united states does it have the option yes i just don't know what kind of stadiums will they be using right and okay. within three weeks you just i just don't see like a viable option well, logistically, how can that even work? There's with the MLS season now moving and everything else. I don't see how they're going to be able to fit it in. It, it just it's going to be like a. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would it could happen, but I mean, I would not want to be those people trying to plan out a full tournament while the domestic season is in the swing around. It'd be, it'd be a nightmare. It would be a logistic who's nightmare. Throw up the, yeah, who's going to want to throw up their stadiums, especially right. those of us who have grass, because we need that in between time to not tear up our. I w- can we talk about, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but how fantastic our grass looked at the first game because mm. it hadn't been played on for a year. Yeah, for a year and a half. That's funny. But, but by- I was like the first thing Brett and I were like, oh, this actually looks really nice. This is what they wanted it to look like. Right. That was one I was joking. Too. I was joking with Montalva and telling him that they should get uh, Jacinda Arthur on the phone and we can have the Copa America in New Zealand. Be like the the safest <laughs> option, which sounds like that the mean, FIFA. That'd be the FIFA thing, right? FIFA would just ship it over to a totally different confederation. Te- well, technically, New Zealand and Australia always compete with us for the fifth slot for World Cup, so it's only natural that we would fly halfway around the world to change right. the and, tournament and, to a place right. nobody is currently allowed. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am surprised that Australia did not throw their hats in because they were invited to this mm. to this edition of the Cup I'm, America. And then they withdrew. So oh, I I am not surprised at all. They are so severely nope. locked down right now. They you know that they are not even letting their residents who happen to be in India come back into the country right now. Wow. Like, and the Australia's- other thing about Australia is that, you know, they were definitely like at the cutting edge of locking down, but mm-hmm. they their citizens are not getting vaccinated. Oh, is that I right? Didn't I didn't that. know that. Me neither. Yeah. There's there's like very very high vaccine hesitancy in Australia, huh. like anti-vax type mm-hmm. or just hesitancy yep. in wow. Well, that would explain why they're still super locked down because you would think like you would think right. that for how like cognizant they were of the science behind it, they'd be like, yeah, let's get on this, let's get everybody vaccinated. But okay. I mean, we, if, what can we say? We we still have a ton of vaccine hesitancy here too right so. we should do we should do which uh, trying to explain that to my family in brazil is just like their heads are exploding pretty much everybody's been infected at this point right um with the exception of the one doctor and and my aunt and uncle it's the um, accessibility and privilege aspect but anyways i i played I want, I want us to play a quick little round game of um, okay. <laughs> and i already came up with my crazy place that i want the Copa america to be hosted at why don't you guys think of a place uh, where, where you think uh, you might I mean, want I said, to America. I said New Zealand. That's mine. All right. It's New Zealand. I think I like that idea. But anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be in the in South America, which is anywhere. Norway. You can't say Chile. Norway. Norway is great. So um, Minneapolis. That's my. 
Hey, Lord Nelson Field on Oxford. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I mean, the I thing is, yeah, the, the thing is, right. too, is just that. Hey, that. Not turf, though. <laughs> That's the thing. We don't want turf fields. Come on. I, I want to see Neymar, Neymar kick a ball and hit a car across 94. NSC. NSC. Yeah. NSC. That would be great. <laughs> they have oh a my ton God. of fields. <laughs> they do have Horrible fields. condition, but yes, yes. God, did I tell you about the time I had? They got so pissed off at me. I think it was USA Cup, and we had torrential downpour, and I refused to referee a game because there was a foot deep hole filled with water on the pitch, and they were like, "Just put a cone and play around it." I was like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, that totally sounds like kid, them. Some kid is gonna step in this and break their leg. Like, this is not going to be a sprain. This is going to be a legit like snapping of the leg because it was just, and it was like, you couldn't tell it was just covered in water. The only reason we found it is we were walking around the field and one of the referees stepped in it. And I was like, yep, yep. We're not playing on this pitch. (laughs) Not happening. So, you know, NSC, sure. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it at NSC. That'd be great. All right. right. Better than tear gas. Yeah. Right. We'll we'll follow this because again, by the time this is released, there'll be more news and it'll just completely uh, keep, keep derailing as it already is. But, Oh, Copa America. Oh, call me ball. You're, you're just calling me bowling all over. Let's stay international here and do, do some things here and we'll flip it back around. Um, I got in here. We got to mention last week, uh, Lester, congratulations to them. It happened while we were recording. They won the FA cup. Uh, the big narrative here though, in solidarity with the uh, oppression there in, in, in Palestine, you had, both uh, Shudri and Fofana holding the Palestinian flag at the very end. Beautiful, beautiful moment that was kind of blasted all over the place. Um, and not to be outdone, a few days later, Manchester United and Fulham played and they tied. But again, that's not the story. The story is Pogba and Ahmad also doing the same thing, holding that Palestinian flag at the end of the match. So we're seeing some great solidarity from, uh, from pro athletes in the uh, football world, which is, which is cool to see. Um, anything else there, Premier League wise, that uh, Brighton beat Man City, but again, doesn't really matter because as we talked about, Man City won the thing. So, eh. Ted right, Lasso's Alisa? coming back. Ted Lasso's coming back. <laughs> I need to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I, I need to get into it. I mean, that's technically not Premier League anymore, but <laughs> um, let's dream. see. Yeah, I, I, I want to get into it at some point. Th- this is more for uh, Bridget, who's absent. But uh, Liverpool, we got to talk about the Liverpool match. Um, which, which one was this now? I, I have a couple of them in here. I got to get my timeline straight. Um, yeah, this is going to make it. a joke that Bridget and I are actually the same person. That's why we've never appeared on an episode together. <laughs> ah. That's kind of amazing. So, so currently, Alicia's camping somewhere. And reading a book as we've seen pictures on, on Bridget's Twitter and, and at her house at the same time. So it must be her elaborate backyard. You must not mow at all or do anything in your backyard because that looks um, so woody. Oh, uh, if I would have taken wild. a picture in my backyard yesterday, yes. We, we've been trying amazing. to grow grass, so we don't have any. We hadn't mowed in probably close to a month, so it was looking pretty bushy. So we can correct this, I think, because if you're interested in, in, in being the super sub from the bench in a week or two, I think I'm probably going to be gone. So you can get in here with Bridget and we can we can and we can dispel the theory that we're the same. Person. That's right. 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, this particular first Liverpool match, they beat Burnley 3-0, and they start to climb up on the table. Uh, but the one that I really want to talk about is the second one, where they, they played uh, West Brom. It was tied at the very end. And Alisson, nothing to lose, comes up, uh, dying minutes of the match, 93rd, 4th minute, whatever it is. The corner kick comes in. Goalkeeper comes up. Alisson, cabezazo. Scores the winner, time ends, Liverpool wins 2-1. He's crying, he's on his knees, he does this super emotional post-match. I don't know if you saw it. He lost his father earlier in the year. Yeah, they had, had a, a baby. Tough year. He had and, and he's just he's had kind of a crappy year too as a keeper. Yeah, there's no, he all, has. There's, there's been a lot of uh, howlers with Allison. But to, to see that happen, and it just made me think of at least I guess you'll you'll appreciate this. There's there's a, a juto they say sometimes that says. Todo brasileiro atacante, não importa a posição atual, não importa. So it's like, even this guy who's the keeper, he has that striker spirit, you know? He wants Every, Everyone's an attacker. Everybody Everybody's wants an attacker. the goal. That's right. That's right. And it just it made me think of that when is, I just saw him get up there. Is there also a saying that says that we're all defenders? No, <laughs> all never. Defenders, no. We're all attackers? <laughs> no, that, that never. That wouldn't come from Brazil, I don't think. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound like that guy. I, have, have, I, I just have one thing to prove uh, um, Eric's theory about Brazilians in defense is mm. David Luiz, right? Mm. Always you were going to bring up the seven. No, we always bring up the seven one. It it's like, as they always do. It's ever, ever. I mean, Ar- I mean, Arsenal, you know, Arsenal decided not to. Renew his contract. We talked about that, and I, that was a gift from last uh, our ending of our last podcast was that the fact that he got to vent about David Luiz. But I, I, it brought me up. It reminded me of a lot of the goalkeeping goals that I've seen throughout my years. And I don't watch EPL that often, but like I remember, um, you know, Rene Guita scoring a free kicks. I remember uh, Chilabert scoring a yep. free kicks and penalties and all other stuff. And so, like, it's 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 literally when you can have someone that can do that. It's just it was beautiful. It, it was, was beautiful absolutely beautiful. See. So perhaps to him. Yeah, this might have been the first keeper goal in stoppage in EPL, or it, it, it was it was one of those firsts of something, and I can't remember all the specifics now. But it it, it was a record or a first of of, of whatever in that in that context of the keeper scoring the goal. And the interesting thing here is that. Decision day is tomorrow. We'll talk about that. But with that superhuman keeper goal, it all, all of a sudden put Liverpool in fourth place, tied with Leicester, but they have more positive goals. So they're they're ahead of them, fourth and fifth, going into tomorrow to secure that last Champions League spot. So essentially, Alisson, because of him, they, they're, they're in it. They're in it to the last minute. So it's going to be a very stressful time for Bridget and Zeller and... Corey and uh, everybody else, all the Liverpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, that's good stuff. I like that a lot. Um, we also learned this. This came from a uh, it's a listener question. We also learned that uh, Chio Nuno, Chio Nuno, Espirito Santo, the coach of the Wolves, he's he's going to be retire out after tomorrow. Uh, so the question is, where do folks? That's you all. Where do folks think uh, Espirito Santo will coach next? Next, and the answer is Minnesota United. But I'll throw it to you. What? Like, I like want him here. I want nah. him here. <laughs> like, wish. does it have to be like since it's, you know because it's a Spiritu Santo? Does that mean that 
somewhere in Italy because it's close to the Vatican? Is that how, how, how we're approaching this? I mean, we could. I mean, there, there's a state in Brazil called Espírito Santo. So oh, well, having Espírito Santo but, called but, but, Espírito Santo would work. Yeah, or, or just Goya's, you know, because Goya's goes every, like, you know, six months. I, I don't bring know up... if they can afford him, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be like, it could be something like that or like, you know. Uh, you can go to go to Fiorentina in Italy and then bring them back from where they've been and you know win it all. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, that thing that's that that's a good question. Like, I don't know. I I, I see I see more like a, not a coaching what's, but like a manager type of thing or a GM type of thing. I think that's a better that's move. A good for call. Him. I, I was gonna ask what's the lateral move, but I, I like that having him go up from from being a coach. I like that. That's a good call. Any thoughts, Elisa, on Chiununu? Spiritu Santo? I hate Brazil somewhere. Just got to stay. Spiritu Santo coaching in Spiritu Santo? Works. Exactly. I think that, <laughs> that seems reasonable. We could only hope that we would get a new coach here. But unfortunately, uh, I think he's bought himself two more. He's probably bought himself time just getting two wins. We'll go there in a so bit. It's like it's like um, the it's like the bittersweet. I'm like I want them to win, but I want them to lose. So he has to I'm, go. I'm I'm just gonna let you talk when we go there. I I don't have to say anything about Minnesota United. It'll be your show. Um, I, I do want to mention Liga Amiakis really quick because they are in quarterfinals. The quarterfinals passed their starting semis today. Yes, that's one of them. They won. They knocked out Toluca. Puebla beat Atlas, and then uh, Santos three two aggregate over Monterrey. And of course, America gets it done five. It's a five-five aggregate, but they have the away goals, so they go four-two. Sorry, four-two. They win five-five aggregate with away goals over Pachuca. So your quarterfinalists, yes, uh, Puebla, Cruz Azul, Santos, America, and today is the first one. And I got it in here somewhere. It is Cruz Azul and Pachuca tonight on Univision. So there you go. How you guys feel about that one? Your Cruz Azuls. Azules. I can't jinx them. You know, we always have a really good season and then we just crap it at the end. So, <laughs> wait, am I allowed to swear now that we're a podcast? Yes. Of course. Yes, yeah, sure. Lots <laughs> to swear. You love that even better now, Elisa. I can't because Santi's behind me. So every time I swear, there's a swear yeah, jar. I, my, kid, my kids are over yeah, there too. But so too like, bad for you guys. Good thing you have headphones <laughs> on. What should so, you just say? So if I he said he said I'm not allowed to swear when I'm on the podcast because if he hears it I got to give him money, and so like oh so he wants you to swear because then like you have to put much, money in the yeah. tip jar. Mm-hmm. Every every year every every day he reminds me how much money I owe him, and and every day we have the same conversation, and apparently this week, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be in trouble if it was if it was Portuguese to Contasiali. I'd be in trouble. Um, let's talk about the Women's Champions League final a little bit. Uh, there's not much to say except that Barcelona just dominated this match from the start over the Chelsea women's team. 4-0 is your final. Uh, literally the first offensive movement ends up in an own goal in, in minute number one. And and from there on, it was just, it was all Barcelona. You had a 14, a 21, 36. It was 4-0 at half. They basically put in a bunch of uh, bench players in the second half. And there's your there's your win. So congrats to uh, the Barcelona women pulling that one off. Uh, it is their first Champions League win. So that's good stuff. Good for them. And the same exact day that they had this big, huge uh, Champions League win, 
the men's team just completely crapped the bed and lost to Celta Vigo of all teams, two to one, uh, with with very uh, sad Messi making making his appearance. Wah, wah. Rumor is he's staying with Barcelona. I saw that. I saw so, that. But we'll see we, what happens. So the, the, the MLS moves are not true. We, we nah. this happens almost every other episode, or at least sure. every month or so. We talk. I can't. I can't well, wait till he comes to Inter, Inter Miami. He'll come to Inter Miami, and then we'll <laughs> we'll send the Iguain brothers all to play with the US. They'll send the USL side in order to be able to have enough DPS available. You know, that's what they'll do. They'll just imagine imagine the Iguain brothers just playing USL soccer, you know. Just dominating. Well, not only that, but their 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 salary would be worth more than the team. Pretty much. Um, let's burn through Libertadores. We don't have to cover a lot of them. Um, I think the important ones to mention are, well, the sad one, always ready. Once again, we're not ready. The Deportivo Tachira from Venezuela kind of mowed them down seven to two. Uh, that's, that's putting their hopes of progressing not, I don't think they're fully out of it, but it's not great. I think the probability is against them. And the same day, our, our other underdogs Rentistas from Uruguay, they lost to Rodrigo to your team, Sporting Cristal. Yep, Sporting Cristal. That I think with that win, they're back up in it. They, they have yeah, a possibility. Of they have a possibility. Yep. Which sucks, but. Which sucks. That's your team, man. You want to watch well, your team I mean, the last through? time, but like the last time that Sporting Cristal did anything in the, in the Copa Libertadores was what 97, 90, yeah, around that time. No, 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 I think 90, 94. It's been around, and then in the early 90s, I totally like because like that was the only they made it to the final and then they lost to is it Gremio? I think it was Gremio, but let me Possible. see. Yeah. L- let me throw it to you, though, Rodrigo, before, before, uh, you. I, I want you to talk a little bit, if you would, about uh, River Plate, because th- this match was bananas as well. This was uh, they end up winning two to one over Santa Fe. But that's not the story. If, if you would, please illuminate on the uh, the madness that happened in that match. It's um, this is the tear gas, right? This, this this is the massive covid players out. No keeper. <gasps> oh, this is the keeper one. That's right. That's right. Sorry. The 20 so many... COVID cases. Yes. Oh my god! They, all the COVID cases, and then like they had no keeper, so who? So they had one of their uh, midfielders. Midfielders play keeper. Oh, like the a, keeper. All the keepers had COVID. All yeah. four keepers. All four keepers had COVID. Oh my god! Twenty players, including their four keepers, so they had to put a midfielder in, and yep. they still won. And they pulled it off. It, but it was two one, right? It wasn't a shutout. Yeah, but that's 2-1. pretty. That's really impressive for a midfielder to step in and defend well enough that they win the game. Exactly. That, that, that story was crazy. I was like, wait, what? Is that actually real? Like, what, 18, 19 players have tested positive and now you have to have a midfielder? the first Ted Lasso episode? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Or, uh, or our Club de Cuervos. Did you watch Club de Cuervos, yeah. Elisa? <sighs> yeah. Oh, my God. Of course I did. I've seen every series that's related to football on TV. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of Club de Cuervos references. Um, I have a non sequitur thing. Can I just Please. insert? Uh, so I went to see my niece's uh, soccer game the other day. They were playing against Burnsville. And um, it was so interesting because all of the kids on my niece's team, as like a Minneapolis team, were wearing masks. I mean, not well. They had, <laughs> you know, everywhere. But they had them on. They were trying. They were trying. Um, <laughs> 
and then the Burnsville team, they didn't have any, no math at all. I don't know, Rodrigo, if you've seen this with what's um, the age group. Yeah. Um, she's a freshman. So yeah, I think it's like under 16 or something. Yeah. They would okay. be, you, she's 14. She, so she just, yeah, she's at the end of her freshman year. So what are, what oh, so maybe you, yeah, you, she you, could be you 14 or you 16, you 15, depending yeah. on what her age is. Yeah. Well, regardless, right? Like, um, um, the rules, well, the way the CDC is, is or no, wait, the way the state has sta- stated is like, um, you are not required to wear masks if you're playing soccer, like, and it's a team sport, like aspect of it, like outside, uh-huh. you're not, you're not required. Uh-huh. Uh, you are supposed to have masks when you are on the bench or you're within your six. So, so like if you're sitting on the bench, you're supposed to have a mask on. Coaches uh-huh. are supposed to have masks on. I have a mask on when I coach. It's, um, but it also like in Issa's situation, it, it like Issa's team, like all her teammates, because they're, you know, 16, 17, all of them have been vaccinated now. Mm. Yeah. So, so that means like, so that means that you know when they're on the bench, you know they're you know being vaccinated, so so they so they so they don't have their mask on, but they're playing without their mask on, and and it's uh it's like like when I coach our, our when I coach U nine, it's it's um it's it's a nice conversation to have, but I already set my kids into like I set these little cones where they can sit, and put their waters, and I'm like, may I space those out like six 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 feet apart enough or more so they're they're that part but they're like it's like that's one of my things like you got to be able to have your mask if you're going to go drink water or you're going to go sit want to try to talk to someone i was like it's like and i'm on the police regarding that because that's just and it's just important but that is the state regulations regarding to outdoor sports if it was indoor they'd have to wear their masks at all times Mm -hmm. but because it's outdoor right Personal and there's preference. been studies there's been studies done like last fall and we're like it was released i think st john's did a study and then we're like where they were uh where they were we did studies on like s- certain soccer activities and how much actually one-on-one contact you have with someone who's playing um uh, because uh, and so it's interesting like but regardless uh yeah so Currently, but I mean, I'm not surprised. Burn. I mean, all the suburb teams never wear their masks. Mm-hmm. I went like I remember last even when they were required. Yeah, that's the thing. I had to complain of a referee in an indoor game back in March. Uh, and, and the only reason I complained because and I had evidence because the whole game was live streamed and it was saved on saved on the team's Facebook page mm-hmm. and where the ref the main referee was wearing the mask like a diaper. Oh God! Like down around the chin. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, it's all over. So like, I emailed everyone and I have friends who are referees and part of them and I was like, like, like I reported this as like and they, and then and that and that team. The, the team that they played against, my kid, one of their players ended up testing positive for COVID. So then, like, everyone had to quarantine. Mm-hmm. So, like, then we have this dude who, like, this referee who also refs three games that day in the same complex doing the same thing. So, yeah, not wearing a mask when he's in contact with so many people. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <sighs> good stuff. But did, but did, uh, did your niece have a good time? Is she... 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun to to watch her. She's really good. That's she plays awesome. midfield. That's that's such an exhausting position. Mm-hmm. That was my role. That in my peak days, on. my peak days, I was a left midfielder, and then I switched to left defender because I was old and didn't want to run as much. And now I sit on the bench and watch. <laughs> oh, I was gonna it's say, all you position. do is boot the ball, anyways. That's that's the way I've seen you play. Just boot the ball, um, anyways. So. I'll bring it back here a little bit. Uh, the the teams that are still in Libertadores right now, at least with with one match to play, uh, we got Palmeiras, DNJ moving Inter and Tachira, Barcelona and Boca, River and Fluminense racing in SCPFC, uh, Argentino Juniors, Universidad Católica, Flamengo Velez, Atlético Mineiro and Cerro Porteño. But there's a couple of those that are only like a point apart. So depending on what happens in this next round. Like for example, your sporting cristal, Rodrigo, they could they could bounce, they could they could take that second spot. So we'll see what look, happens. Look, I love my team, but that, that's a high <laughs> you, you don't want them to, you're like really against the high ceiling. It's amazing. It's gonna happen. Uh American, I only put in here because this is a direct Minnesota United uh, uh, tangent or or connection. Um Talleres played against uh, Red Bull Bragantino, Red Bull Bragantino. This, I, I love making fun of this team because, like, when I was a kid, this team was a joke. And, and then Red Bull bought them, like, four years ago and just dumped, like, $50 million. And now they're, like, beating everybody or whatever it is. Um, but anyway, they played uh, Red Bull wins. Franco Fragapani was supposed to be on a plane <laughs> to Minnesota. And he started and played, like, the majority of this match for Tayez, which is just amazing. It's, like. It's that's, like perfect. That's the Argentinian league, though. It's like, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's this, just the way it is. It's Colmebol. This is yeah. Americana. Yeah. Hey, can anyone tell me what uh, what Franco's middle name is? I don't think I'm, I've I'm, seen it. Oh, it's Rod- yeah, Rodrigo. That's Rodrigo. A trick question. Trick question. I already, I already uh, sent we my. Should have uh, known. I already sent my cease and desist letter to Minnesota United saying there can only be one Rodrigo in the Midway and Frogtown area. So I think I think we as supporters, we need to make a massive bowl, <laughs> massive bowl of uh, Italian custard frangipane, and just like throw it at him or something or cover him in it when he like walks by us. That, that'd be the amazing. <laughs> um, Rodrigo, this you is for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chacon, give us give us your Chacon update, and we can close this out. Oh, um, uh, Tomas Chacon played for Liverpool, uh, um, and I forgot who they were playing against. But he literally played like he got like more than like five minutes of playing time. Like usually, he like almost played the whole game, and they ended up, their team ended up winning four two, and he was he was playing in a four three three, and for crying out loud, the kid looked happy, like. And I mean, wouldn't you be happy? You gain. You actually get to get, play rather than sit on the bench. Well, no, I mean, like you get to make four hundred and twenty k thousand just to go play at home. I mean, who would not want to surfboard? True, that, that dude. I, I bet that guy is smoking so much weed. I mean, he's got to be just enjoying it and just like that's partying. like the best setup ever, though. Like we're paying so much money for him, and he's living at home. I, if, if he gets recalled, I, I bet he just like constantly keeps failing his drug test. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, Tomas Chacon has mastered the work at home <laughs> as best possible way option 
ever. He's convinced. He's convinced Heath that he should be loaned out. That's right. Yeah. There's probably other players now that are on. Hey, do that. Loan us out, please. Give Give us the Chacon, please. <laughs> All right. Loan let's, me let's back take... to the nice weather. <laughs> That's right. Take a break there, and we'll flip it back around and do some local and international stuff. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the second part of the Minnesota Football Show, where we'll be talking some local and national news. So let's start off with what, Eric? Uh, Chicharito Fest. I watched LA Galaxy Austin FC. That was a fun match. Uh, watching Chicharito get the, his PK got saved first of all by Stuber, pretty pretty astute goalkeeper there for Austin. But then, like shortly after that, uh, Legette scores in the 35th, and then not to be outdone. And the second half, Chicharito gets it back, so he does get his goal. Um, somebody put something out recently that the, Chicharito is what six goals now, seven? I can't remember mm-hmm. the exact number, but whatever it is, he, he's got more goals than like eight MLS teams combined, which is, or eight MLS teams. I was going to ask you guys, yes, we're in there, baby. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. Do you guys think that he's playing better now in at LA than he was when he was with um, Manchester United? Mm, Yeah, that's a hard question. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think he's finally, it looks like he's playing better because the level of play is lower than what it was there. And he's, ha- he's having I... fun. It looks like he's having fun. Well, he has a new coach, right? So like yeah. when he came over here, he did, you know, that team wasn't the greatest. And then he got a new coach, new system, a coach that understands the, the player that, uh, that Chicharito is. And to be honest, Chicharito is, is, is playing good soccer, but he's also getting all the breaks. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when you try to cross the ball and you nutmeg a player, and then it leads right to someone else's foot to score. I mean, oh, that was beautiful. I love how that often does so that much. really happen in like a real game? Like then you know, usually I'll you know I'll try to do something like that, and then I'll pull a ligament on my knee, and then I'm out <laughs> for six weeks, right? And the ball didn't even make it make it past you know the six yard box. So this is why I just clear balls now, Rodrigo. <laughs> it's not a bad strategy it's not a bad strategy um speaking of just absolutely absurd bananas goals did you see the uh the nycfc toronto one where the keeper he's gonna he's gonna do a goal kick and he boots it and he hits the striker in the back and it just it does the perfect arc back over his head into goal unbelievable no. oh it's beautiful no. You gotta, you gotta see this thing. It's beautiful. Like he doesn't even know. He's like running back to get onside. No, no, no. He jumped. He jumped. That's like a Sammy, a Sammy move. No, no, no. It It wasn't a Sammy move because like (laughs) no one else. The whoever the attacker was, the New York City player, he jumped into the ball. Like you can see it. Like if you go frame by frame, you see him jumping towards the ball, knowing that he's gonna get hit. After and that's why he did it. The first time I saw it. The keepers. That's still the keeper's fault for poor clear. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty freaking amazing. That was no, that was that was a good goal. And you know, I mean <laughs> um Ramirez, kind of a Sammy movement. You're trying to clear it and you, you just do a really bad job. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Cristo Ramirez gets one for Houston. It's not enough, uh, but good for him. Colorado kind of on a tear. They win 3-1. They're, they're actually looking pretty good. I, I don't have the – I didn't put the standings in here, but I know they're, they are up there comfortable. Um, anything on our buddy Christian? Just good on him. At least he's getting some action, scoring some goals. He scored a goal. It's his birthday well, recently, right? Um, yeah, I mean sure. everything. I, I everything you see, yeah, I mean everything. Everything <laughs> yeah, you want to go, Rodrigo Instagram stocks like all these players. I don't Instagram stock anybody except for just just Chacon, just Chacon, right? Chacon, fair, fair. All right, uh, Minnesota United, uh, Minnesota United versus FC Dallas. I don't even know what I said there. Um, Four two three one set up basically the same uh, with uh, our buddy. Um, I can't even. Tyler Miller's in goal. Uh, Dotson mm-hmm. on the left. Coleman got the start. Eh. Um, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Elisa. I'll just throw <laughs> it to you all. We we did our little spaces. They they do get the win. One nil is your final score. So two wins in a row is better than another two losses. Um, what did you all see? What did you like or not like? I mean, I don't think anything that they're doing is really that impressive. It, it was. <laughs> I, I will say I will say I am more of a fan of Lude now than I was in the first two years. Like he is looking a lot better. He's playing better. I think his game has adjusted a little bit. I don't know if it's to the team or what, but I do appreciate him more. And he's getting really cheeky on the field, you know, like doing those short passes back to himself to kind of the footwork, fancy footwork to outmaneuver the other players. I've seen a lot of that and that's been really fun. But other than that, I just, I'm not seeing anything from the team where I'm like, wow, they're doing so great. I mean, this goal came in what the 93rd minute, like yep. <laughs> it was, it is sloppy, but I'll take it. Right. Like it was, it was a garbage I sat, goal. I, I sat through the whole game and Katie and I, I had tickets on the other end. So it crossed from the wonder wall. And I think, maybe a minute before he scored, I was like, well, at least they aren't going to sing Wonderwall when we're on this side of the field instead of that side. <laughs> so I think that I, I secretly like jinxed the game because there also weren't any corners in the first half. And I mm. said something in like, right as the second half was starting, I was like, there haven't been any corners yet in this entire game. And then boom, corner, 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 corner. And I was like, okay, I guess <laughs> I spoke too soon. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the very end of that that game was just nonstop bringing those mm-hmm. balls in. Um, those are little points here. I, I put in there the the slide in the bonk with Dotson and Filippi. That was that was that looked pretty intense. It looked at, I, you, it, tell it, me how it, it looked. Good. It was right in front of me. It was really bad. Yeah. Okay. It was it, it it was enough to make me go, oh shit! Like yeah, it looks like Felipe. Like it looks like Dotson's cleat almost hit Felipe's head. Mm-hmm. Dotson like knocked straight into him people were like oh what's going on I was like no this is legit like they need to be stopping play right now to come in and check on both of these two because this is not this is not great I was yeah, heckling I want- Felipe the whole match I'll have you know Bye. um I, ta- I taught my entire section because they were like Philip and I turned and I said it's actually Felipe I was like if you call him Felipe he'll respond better than if you call him Philip and they're like the announcer said his name was Philip, and I was like, "Yeah, well, the announcer was wrong." I was like, "He's Brazilian." I was like, "You pronounce all the letters." So I was getting the whole uh. section in there to, to to heckle him in Portuguese in the first half. We should, baby, that's baby. what I'm gonna call this episode. Is like, love it. He's Brazilian. You pronounce all the letters. That's what we're gonna call it. 
Beautiful. <laughs> um, let, let me bring this one up. Chase Gasper honestly didn't have too bad of a game. I, I thought good. he had some – yeah. He looks so Go much ahead. better than he has in the first couple of first couple of games right and I don't know if it's the new you know the he and Wright just don't talk and honestly I would have subbed out Gasper instead for these games but whatever hopefully it's not another like Calvo situation where he just no matter what he does it's so crappy that Heath just keeps putting him in and putting him in putting him in and I guess Coleman, I don't think, looks that great either. And he's still somehow – he's making $160-some-thousand a year to sit on the bench. And when he does come in, I don't think he's that great. But he does have a little bit more – at least he – they're able to talk more. And I guess maybe that's a little bit of it. But Yeah, I mean, also, I it also helps also when you have Tyler Miller, who's a very loud keeper. Yes. In, in comparisons to DSC, who's learning that, right? And yes. so, like, when you have a loud keeper and your keeper is yelling at you and holding you accountable, that's that's it, it, help, mm-hmm. it helps you, it helps you understand who, where, where you need to be in a sense. And yeah, as a, as a now defender, former, former midfielder and former attacker, and now just uh, not even bench player, I just bring the beer and that's all I do. Um, um, right. It's, it's one of those <laughs> things that, you know, like you, you appreciate from your, your keeper that can yell at you and tell you to hey if go they here, can tell you go there yep and i think yeah i mean the, the thing that's crazy is i think i we lead the league in shots we had 27 shots versus Seven. like six that dallas took and yeah. out of like those but we can still only get one in like exactly it's not even we can't even like and the, and the issue is just the fact that it's been telegraphed since probably the end of last year, probably Seattle did it best uh, in the playoffs. But the best way to attack folks uh, to attack us is just you know make sure that you you can contain and constrain and and block all the outlets that Reynoso has, mm-hmm. so that way he doesn't have time to be able to find space. And mm-hmm. uh, you know you know the attack is going to come from the right, and so just make sure you pinch in and then just attack attack chase. And that left side, yep. and and just switch the ball quickly. And I mean, I think one he of the things that he was up forward in this match, though. I mean, well, that he was, was the thing. he was. I mean, he he he, he, he stayed home okay. much better. He stayed yep. home much better. And I you're and you're. I think you're right. I think I think you're right about Tyler being. It's involved. probably Tyler. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Exactly. Get back here, buddy. Get back here. Well, and it, it might be a little bit of like intimidation factor too, because like Dane and Ch- and Chase are kind of at that same level, same experience. So Chase might not be like, oh yeah, I definitely needed to defer to Dane, even though. They, he should be listening to his keeper regardless. Yeah. But it, with, I think with Miller, he can't be like, we're the same level-ish, right? Like same kind of age group. How how much better? I see this a lot with like players and how they act towards referees too. But it's like, how much better than me can you really be if we're the same age group? And not realizing that like Dane has a different perspective. He has a, you know, I think a better, this is the one good thing advantage for a keeper is because you have kind of this smaller world that you're protecting you have a much better vantage point of what's happening and how players are moving than necessarily like chase is going to have because chase is watching like two or three players dane is seeing you know the 10 that are on his half the field all the time and just really watching that 
So I want to bring up two more things. Um, four hours before kickoff, I got a text from Wes. Hey, where can I get a Palestinian flag? I'm like, dude, <laughs> give me a day at least to like get this thing organized. But we pulled it off and boy, the cameras, the cameras were really, really doing their best to not get that flag. But the thing is, every time it was, I think it was on the left side of goal. But if you were looking at it from yep. like the vantage point of the TV, it looked like it was on the right. And so they were always trying to cut in and like to right where the uh, goalpost was. So you wouldn't see the flag. They, they were really trying to we should, edit it out. We should I should have given it over to Andrew Campbell because he, those, those spots that I'd been standing at the two previous games had been, he'd gotten a packet, but couldn't make those games. So, you know, we did like the face value transfer or whatever, mm. but right behind the net like no okay. way that you can really miss us at all we should have gotten the flag yeah. over there so that they literally could not miss it oh i, I got i got one screen grab and, I, and it popped up a few times so it wasn't like fully avoidable mm -hmm. especially on some throw-ins like that was the best because they were like down yeah. the line and you could see it in the corner so how um, did you get thing, where did you get the flag um it was actually another friend a, a mutual friend had one ready to go nice <laughs> yep just um, for that I, opportunity that's right. I think even more impressive than the goal, and I'm glad we won. And I'm, you know, we should we should mention as much as we dislike Coleman on this on this program. He did start the whole thing with a nice header off the corner that then um, Lude was able to yes. clean up. So yeah. good on him for that. Uh, however, he had one my, good move. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of what the the one good move, my favorite move of this entire match was the Michael Boxall check. Did you see that thing? <laughs> Just like straight New Zealand oh, rugby. I mean, the dude's the it must have been a winger coming at him, and he just like plants his feet. There's a little bit. He didn't, there's not even that much of an elbow shoulder movement. Just brick wall, and the guy hits him, hits that shoulder, hits that elbow, and does like a full 360 <laughs> and lands on it. Lands on like on like on a turtle position. But I mean, he did a full like side flip, and I was like, oh. oh, oh. I, I saw a lot of the jokes about it being Michael Boxwall yes. instead of Boxall. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Box like a like a box turtle, huh? I think I watched that <laughs> highlight at least ten times. No, I mean one of the funnest players to watch live, like if you get to have like a good seat, is is watch watching Boxall move and just body mm -hmm. people left and right. I remember against the Vancouver game, where. Um, the other uh, is it Casado? Yeah, I think it's Casado. Um, he was he was not only was he trolling Chase every time Chase got the ball, but one time went up for a header when Boxer was up, and like Boxer was like maybe like a foot taller than him. He literally <laughs> just like it was like a wrestling move where like both wrestlers are up in the air and then just like he just flipped him with one arm and I saw him flip and hit the ground and he got back up and like he was really sore and like Boxer looks at him like. Are you okay? And then he just kept on walking. And I was like, Jesus, like that dude hey, is built. Like I've I mean I've, I've interviewed him. I've seen I him mean, in there. His legs he's like six three and like two hundred some pounds. So you yeah. know he's just like solid muscle. Tree trunks, just tree trunks for legs. And and he's got huge arms too. Like I, I forget how big his upper body is too. He's a he's a big dude. Um, all right, let me throw this one at you. Uh Jake Ruder puts out Imagine making one sub after you've played three games in seven matches, Elisa. You know what? I'll give you a double. I'll give you that one. Plus, oh Adrian gosh. Heath, quote, 
I know you American people have a fascination with substitutes. No, unquote. no, he, you people, no. you, you people, us. E- oh my God. EPL, EPL averages 2.1 subs in the 65th by the 65th minute of every game. So it is not us people. It is everyone but Keith who realizes that subs actually serve a purpose in a game, right. specifically when you've played back to back games in a week. Like, Oh, like his, his mindset is so boggling because he, he has this mindset of like, well, if they've dug this hole for themselves, they're going to stay in the game. But then he also goes, but if they're winning the game, they've earned this. So they get to stay in the game. And it's like, when are you going to pay attention to the fact that we need fresh legs? We need to switch some players out. Somebody's not having a good day. Somebody played 90 minutes three days ago at the professional level and here you're like oh hey yeah let's have them play 19 minutes again like i I think i don't know why so many players are like gung-ho about wanting to come and play and learn from him because yes he was an everton here yeah this is what a lot of players say for why they want to come here is because they want to play under a former epl like legend or whatever but i'm like he wasn't even that good when he was not ibsen Ibsen didn't want to learn from him. We got the receipts. Of course not. There's, there's Ibsen was plenty. probably as upset as I was when we found out who the coach was. It's been five years. It's been very consistent. And I think at this point, there, there's something almost Mourinho-esque about him where he's just embracing the villain at this point. You know? As long as as I mean, long as I don't have to deal with his, what is it, his like daughter-in-law or whatever coming out. Do you guys remember that last year where no. I made – there was some comment. Um, somebody was like, why is Keith Harrison even showing up on all of these conversations anymore? Or Harrison Heath, sorry, I mixed up his name. Why is Harrison Heath even like coming into these threads and conversations anymore? And I said, it's the year of the plague. I didn't say his name. His full name was never like marked in, in like the overall conversation either. So like his wife had to like dig for this comment. And she found this comment. She's like, retweets it and she's like the only thing that i see here that's a plague is your your style or something like oh my that God. this is harrison heath's wife this is harrison heath's wife amazing and, she, and she's some like she's like a, a broadcaster former national canadian player and then i retweet it and i was like seems like the whole family's salty <laughs> And then all of the Minnesota wow. United fans just like drag her. And then she goes on this. I would almost want to like go back and find it. She like deletes her tweets and she's like, sometimes you just have to realize you can't stoop to other people's levels, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and God. I was then Brett, like Brett stopped me from tweeting back on this, but I was like, what Man. you're trying to, you're trying to play the victim here when you were Amazing. literally the one who was coming out and like, being the really rude and like petty person and like looking for that comment to start a fight and then all these people are like oh keep doing what you're doing you're such a great example for women i'm like oh my god no you are not <laughs> and i like to welcome everyone to the minnesota football section of soccer telenovelas with elisa vicuña yes it's been like two years <laughs> Uh, not how, how did I miss that? Like I totally did not recall that. Like, wow. I remember. I remember some of that exchange, but that one in particular, I must have missed. Wow. I, just, I just remember because I want to say like four or five of our supporters like went straight, and and not people with small followings either were like, 
this is not a good look for you, girl. Like you're on a national stage and here you are like taking digs at another woman for a comment that she made as like a joke. Like, <laughs> God. Wow. There you go. <sighs> yeah. Well, so right. at, the, at the very least, another win for Minnesota United. <laughs> so they're off. So we don't have anything to talk about or look forward for great, uh, today. Great. It means we'll probably, it means we'll probably get another like three years of heat. I hear he lives on on McGuire's property. By the way, that's correct. So that's I don't correct. think he's going anywhere. <laughs> we've we've anywhere. Me, we've mentioned that yeah, on the show as well. He, we've mentioned that he runs an um, RV and he just parks in the front lawn. We should mention <laughs> o- over this break, we I think Hunu is now in here, so he's doing his quarantine. I think Fragapani either comes in today or tomorrow or Monday or whatever, so yeah, he'll I'm start fine. his. <laughs> so at some point, maybe not. Well, possibly next week, Hunu could play, and then maybe the week after that, we get maybe both of them. So, yeah, but more than uh, likely, like out. if they do play, I mean, the only one that's in fit form is is, is Franco, right? Fragapan yeah. is the only one that's been fit because he's been playing, but Hunu has, you know, been getting 15, 20 minutes here and there and not really consistently. So, we'll see. I mean, I mean, out of, of all this whole thing, it's like, you know, this game, I saw. Ramon Avila actually looked comfortable running and looked comfortable trying to press it and move, which is better than what we saw in previous games. So that's always encouraging. I always think this is probably this is probably one of Reynoso's best games so far this season. Like he was getting fouled, he was getting he was getting trying to create opportunities. I mean, he he shot a couple of times, and I think the best thing about this game was the fact that. You know, we dominated like little, not 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 one half. We dominated the majority of this game, right? And then we're able to walk away with the win, however flimsy that is. It 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 builds the morale up on the team, and so hopefully that will help. And hopefully, yeah. two clean sheets. I mean, that's something to you know, right? And also the same thing is like you know, it gives these two these, this time up also gives them time to have the bossy back and see where Hanson's at, and then a death finally. Um, get better with the new recruits. But this is something the Minnesota United has always done. Like last year, the Brian Reynoso halfway through the season, nobody knew how to play him. He was great. And this year we're bringing two people and I'm pretty sure no one know how to play them and no one will have scouted them that much and that they'll be effective. But the question is, that's oh, what they do every year. That's that's one of the comments that I've heard is like, how much credit can he really have when what seems to be our edge is that we bring in two players or one new player that nobody knows how they play or how to play against them. And then we have this like streak of wins because of that, but that that's not a lasting strategy or a consistent strategy. Cause how, how often can you really bring in a new player to do that? Two you or know? three more guys, Elisa, five years, <laughs> two or three more. Literally the only position on our team that has not changed is the coach. That is the only position that has not changed in five years. I don't know if you guys know who Sunsafe Soccer is, uh, but if you ever uh, follow them on on, on Twitter, they're they're all like about advocacy for, uh, you know, um, Sunsafe Soccer playing. So like the SPF, all that kind of stuff. They have all these like, anyways, they're great. They're they're great. But uh, the main person that runs Sunsafe Soccer got a Minnesota kit that said the number was two to three and then the number was 23. So two to three. 
and then the name was more guys more guys more players yeah so, so good two to three more guys is so freaking good so good i told it was so good it was so good oh my god speaking um, of hits do we want to talk about tc souls new kit that dropped let's do i don't think i've seen it go ahead you guys talk i'm gonna find it it's it's um so tc soul is working with stimulus uh shout out to uh um jason for um being able to you know i i've, I've introduced myself we're we're you know, Como Girls FC is, is going through a, a kit rebrand as well, too. So hopefully we'll get to see. But TC Soul and uh, everything they're doing is just great. And their league starts like in a week or two. So that should be like, so Elisa, if you want to, if you want to ref games and community based, that, that might not be a bad idea. I have let my license lapse. Very I don't happily. know if it's, I don't, I don't know how <laughs> official this league is. But they do have okay. sponsors, and so so. Is it anyways, eleven three eleven? Because I don't want to do that. What's that? <laughs> I'm too old to run the full field. Anymore. No, it's it's futsal, futsal. So. Oh, okay, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, that is that is like it's a it very clean like, kit. I love basic like kits with solid kit. colors. Yeah, it does. It I'm looks like a solid vibes. like professional Dortmund kit. It's yeah, awesome. and that's what I love about kits when the kits are like solid colors and like simple that's the best thing that it can be like so also i would like to remind you all that tc soul is the uh beneficiary of the next futsal tournament between all the podcasts that i'm trying to coordinate for september hell yeah wait what are Just you so we uh, remember Mario. that that Mario's remember that show. tournament we played two years ago uh-huh. or a year and a half ago i'm trying to coordinate a new one come september Okay. At Ladonia, where we're going to benefit TC Soul. I, I put okay, it out on cool. the Twitter and everyone responded well to it. So we'll see. Yes. You're yes, all roped into it now. But we're all like two <laughs> years older now. And like we've yes. had a pandemic. <laughs> it's a smaller field. The Ladonia pitch is much, much smaller. <laughs> yeah. It, wor- it works well. I've played on it before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to MLS. That, that is a pretty cool kit. Um, I was only going to bring up Cincinnati, Miami. It was, it was a wild back and forth match. Three to two is your final score with inter Miami winning in that one. But the main story here is the new stadium. Cincinnati opened their new stadium. It looks pretty cool. It actually looks very similar to Allianz. I don't know if y'all looked at it, but That's in terms of the structure. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Well said. Exactly. Exactly. And the Iguain brothers were all over the place. I think both of them or one of them scored. Um, oh, the the ass goal. Did you see the 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 offside bum goal that was amazing? Um, Rex Shea shoots this goal and scores. But one of I think it's Gonzalo. He falls down inside the goal and the ball hits his butt while he's down and goes in. So because the ball hit his butt, that put him in an offside position. <laughs> so so the goal oh, doesn't count. It was spectacular. <laughs> the, the butt goal, the ass goal. So funny. <laughs> um, what else we got? Brandon Bay gets an assist uh, against uh, Columbus. Uh, Minneapolis City represent. Columbus, by the way, are 0-2 since their supposed rebrand. Um, Seattle keeps doing Seattle things. They beat LAFC 2-0. They're just awesome. They're so fun to watch. That rolled on. Watching him take it from one goal to the next, it was just, he's so much fun to watch. They're just, they're another level. When he's not falling over. I mean, he looked great in this game. He looked really good. And which one of them, one of them was in goal last week too, because their keeper got hurt or something. That was wild as well. 
I can't keep up with all the siblings. There's too many siblings in MLS. Um, Columbus. So they did their, as is tradition with uh, MLS uh, front offices battling their supporters. This, this came to the head here with the new rebrand. And it seems like the Columbus SC lasted for a solid two weeks. They're going back to being the Columbus crew, which should have been the case from the get go. Um, And I think the logo might be changing or has changed a little bit too. We talked about that already. It's, needs to go um rodrigo you wanted to talk a little bit about uh what's his name Maginu. i can't think of his his uh oh the kid that right got now. signed that, that signed yeah. by new york 18 year old from vasco i think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this and this goes to the longer conversation we had about covid i think there's basically going to be a covid diaspora from latin america but it's specifically brazil i think people are if they can come here, if they can get paid and they can get a vaccine, especially from Serie B, Vasco, let's remember, right. relegated with Goyaz. I mean, I think that also played fight into it, right? That you definitely get relegated. So why stick around and play division two and then getting crushed by the pandemic when you can come here, triple your salary, get vaccinated and live comfortably? I think I think a lot of Serie B and probably some Serie A players. Okay. I know Brenner was one of them as well. I think I think the the flow is gonna is gonna amplify. people are gonna jump on it. Well, I mean, Argentinians yep. open the door. Yeah, I if mean, they can. Yeah, Argentinians open the door for the MLS, and then after that, you know, we've been we've seen a surge of Peruvian players coming over, and I, I wouldn't pass. Talis Talis is his first name. Talis Mag, yeah. you know. But I mean, he's like I felt like I feel like he's like a like their Tomas Chacon in a sense, right? He has a lot of talent, but he's also had a lot of issues, right? In the aspect of like discipline but also like getting consistent and, and playing time but hopefully you know if anyone can do it it's that team to just let them shine because his contract has some pretty nice incentives if he's willing to 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 uh, reach some of those goals so and he's still super active with like the i think he just turned 18 so no not anymore with the u17 national team but like the u21 i'm sure he'll be called up for that so he's getting international looks still too um, let's burn briefly. NWSL started. Um, anything you want to highlight here really quickly, Rodrigo? Gotham got a win. Uh, pride and spirit tie. Portland, I'm sure you want to talk Portland briefly. They threw down on the Red Stars 5-0. It was like 4 yep. nothing at the half. Like, yep. literally. Like, they are... They're, they're powerhouse. But anywhere, I mean, you know, that's... I mean, they're a lot of fun to watch. So if you get to watch them... Go for it. Like that's a that's a great team to watch. I was gonna add my adopted team, uh racing Louisville. They had their first win of of everything. They they had for one in the tournament. So uh they're one win and one tie. So they're for the time time being until later on today, they're top of the table right now. They beat the spirit 2-0. And I'm big shout out to I talked to my, my uh, friends and family who live there and go to all the matches. Amina Ekic, I think is how you pronounce her last name. She is a local, she is from Louisville, she went to Louisville. Uh, university, the school there, she scored one and assisted the other. So they're super proud of the uh, local woman there getting it done for Racy and Louisville. And again, top of the table probably for the next six hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gophers, they're losing their coach. Uh, I don't know a lot of the news there, but I know they're having a big national national look to see who's going to take the Gopher women. She uh, Golan is going to Missouri. And that's That's the news there. Uh, Minneapolis another program. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
What do you think? Do you know, know anything about what's happening here, Rodrigo? Have you heard? No, anything? this is a equal time soccer. Yeah, you know, that's who I've got territory and Matt Probatsky, who. Yep. Who he's uh, the expert. Yeah, he is. Though I invited him to my garage drinking thing for my birthday, and he said he was gonna come, and he never showed up. So I'm still mad at him about that. So. <laughs> Call him what? out on the podcast. What garage drinking thing. Yeah, well, you, were, you were fully vaccinated by me either. That's why I didn't invite you. We're all now you are. Because I was so vaccinated. Yeah, like we had to, like, it was one of those things, like, literally at five, like, it was raining on my birthday. Like, oh, raining. it was still like pre. Right. Yeah, so like, oh, it was, I've been like, fully vaccinated. I've been, I've been at my full immunity since May 1st. Yeah, see, it was my, my birthday was April 25th. So there you go. That's why. Um, Minneapolis City's got RS oh, today yeah. in Wisconsin, and this is only hilarious because they keep changing the venue and changing the field. So, like, I think they finally got it locked down. But it's always a good strategy if you don't want to play the team, you just keep every couple days cha- changing Change venue the location of the game. That's right. That's right. We there's a game happening somewhere at some time in Wisconsin. Right. I'm pretty sure the game will be in Appleton by the time we're done. So. <laughs> Um, and Minneapolis City 2 are home tonight. I'm actually thinking about rolling out to this one. It's at 6 o'clock. If you are a Minneapolis City uh, member, your little card covers it. And I think if you're not, it's like 5 bucks. So depending on what's happening, I'm at roll because it's beautiful. That's all I have, friends. I'll let you close it out with whatever interesting things you have. At least it's so nice to have you back. The uh, pod- you I was going to say the door, but have this really visit. isn't a door. Have you visit, visit, visit. Yeah. yeah. When it, yeah, it's an open visit? invitation whenever you want to come back. Uh, in, sub, you are. You are. You are, Miguel. Miguel Ibarra. <laughs> Absolutely. But other than that, um, unless you guys got anything you want to. No, I mean, on. thank you for anyone who keeps on listening and keeps on sharing and engaging and submitting questions for us. Thank you to our yes. Patreon subscribers who, you know, I have yet to find an occasion to have opened up that big old uh, palm um, beer that I have. I'm saving for the right mm. occasion. And it might be today because it's, Isa, it's Isa's 17th birthday. And so she's uh, 17. I need to schedule my, uh, my spa night with her because isn't she yeah. fully vaccinated now too? Yep, she's, she's, she's recently fully vaccinated. So a lot of her friends who are fully vaccinated are coming over tonight and it's, it's going to be weird for us because like you haven't had you know like yes. we only when people come over mm-hmm. our house usually like our my parents are fully vaccinated nubia's parents are fully vaccinated there's, there's, her siblings are fully vaccinated mm-hmm. and there's significant others right like we're we're, we're getting there because because g just got her first shot so she's waiting for a second shot and then hopefully we'll be able to open up something for the youngest before september i mean that's the idea but we'll see right i mean we're in a much better situation than other places so can't really yeah. complain about any of that stuff but overall like it should be it should be fun she's currently on her, she's currently playing a tournament on her birthday so, <laughs> so oh, is she playing right now i she played personally this would yeah, have she, she just i would have really... loved to play matches on my birthday but nothing happened in november in my age group oh, yeah. <laughs> when i was young so personally yeah, it would have been awesome she's currently en route to apple valley so her team go. won the first game so we'll Ooh. see how they do the second game so get well, it best Issa. of luck yeah best of luck to uh to isa and happy birthday, birthday to her as well <laughs> absolutely um rabbit ears i was going to mention we got portland and la on abc seattle and atlanta on fox tomorrow clausura semifinal tonight with uh pachuca and cruz Azul, as we mentioned 
And uh, best of luck to Bridget in Liverpool and whoever else for tomorrow. It's going to be madness to see if they pull it off. That's all I got. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Elisa. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Rodrigo. I got to take a cello into the shop. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.